Okay. Hello, everybody. My name is Mark Sage. I'm the executive director of the area, the Augmented Reality Enterprise Alliance. And I'm really excited to be here today with um, Jeremy Dalton. Uh, Jeremy Dalton from PwC. He'll introduce himself in, in the moment. But, uh, you know, he's been doing lots around the UK and, and the globe in terms of evangelizing XR. Um, and today we're going to be talking about a book that he's recently um, released out to the, the wild and it's getting some great traction. So anyway, Jeremy, can you please introduce yourself a little bit and the work that you're doing in the technology, immersive technology space, please? Absolutely. Thanks a lot for having me here, Mark. I appreciate it. So uh, I work in immersive technologies. I lead a team at PwC UK and help organizations in different industries to really take advantage of both virtual reality and augmented reality in a way that that adds business value. In other words, in a way that they would find useful. Fantastic. That's great. Thank you, Jeremy. And you've just released this, your first book, which must be really exciting. Uh, it's called Reality Check. I've been honored and excited to have an early copy of it and, and kind of do a review. And what I really like, you know, it's about immersive technologies and how technology, sorry, immersive technologies can transform your business. But what I find are some great definitions of the different technology, which is really important because there's so many terms that are flying around. Um, some great thought leadership about best practices and how to deliver this technology. And what I really like, and we'll come back to in a little bit more detail, are some great case studies, some real examples of companies you know, how they deploy the technology and the benefits that they're getting. So before we go into too much detail about that, Jeremy, you know, why did you decide to write the book? What was kind of your inspiration? So my inspiration actually came from uh, a bit of a negative place, actually. I know it sounds, uh, sounds like I'm being a bit of a downer, but I was having conversations with, with these organizations and, and stakeholders that were that were starting to engage or at least had heard of immersive technologies, but didn't really understand their true potential, had never really tried a business application, if at all, relating to immersive. And um, as a result, a lot of them had these, these misconceptions that, that VR and AR was all about video gaming. And you can kind of understand uh, where they're getting that from. You know, if you see yeah, if you watch The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon and you see Brie Larson playing Beat Saber in virtual reality, uh, or you read about the, the plethora of articles out there relating to Pokemon Go, uh, it's, it's quite understandable that you might have this view that all there, is, all there is to virtual reality and augmented reality is gaming and entertainment. But that's obviously not true. Uh, my role at PwC is all about the business applications of, of immersive. And I wanted to really crush that misconception, that misunderstanding that uh, and, and show that there is so much more to immersive than just video gaming and entertainment. Yeah, that's great. And as you well know, the area is very much focused on kind of supporting that message out to the ecosystem and the benefits that enterprises um, and industrial use cases can bring. So and, and again, going back to the book, what I really like and really, really important is the, your great kind of overview and the number of case studies, real life examples of deployments. That's kind of what the industry needs. But how easy was it to capture this information and how kind of how much depth do you go to, into into the document, into the book, sorry? 
So it was a bit half and half. On one hand, it was it was quite easy to do a lot of desk research and dig up PDFs that were ready to go in terms of case studies from different industries. And those were great. Um, they were quite high level most of the time. And in some cases, I got in touch with individual organizations. So, for example, there's there's quite a detailed case study um, from a, uh, a Norwegian um, construction company called AF Gruppen. And uh, I really enjoyed speaking to them about how they've been implementing virtual reality in this case. Um, and, and I got a lot of data out of that conversation. Uh, and that was quite exciting for me. Um, on the augmented reality side, I also got to speak to, to different organizations like, uh, uh, like Poison, which is, which is actually a, a Chinese sneaker seller that had been using augmented reality for sales purposes. I got to speak to um, a vendor, uh, an XR vendor um, called Viges, um, and they, they produce a piece of augmented reality software that allows utilities companies to understand the infrastructure of, of pipes and, uh, and cabling and, and all, the, all the sort of things that go on underneath the ground, uh, beneath us each, every day, but we don't, we don't think about it because it's all hidden. Augmented reality helps to, uh, to make those uh, invisible, uh, that invisible infrastructure visible again. And I thought that was a fantastic use case um, in the utilities industry, in the energy industry, and uh, really dug into that one a bit more. Um, so I'd say it was a it was a bit of a mix overall. We had a uh, I, I brought in a good amount of case studies that I could see were available online from different companies and in different industries. But I also had uh, individual conversations with a lot of organisations, and that includes both sides of the equation. So XR vendors as well as the XR users themselves of the technology. That's great. And that's one of the things I'm certainly focusing on this year. And again, hopefully can work with you, Jamie, that the industry needs more case studies. They want to see companies successfully deploying this technology because that obviously encourages more companies to do that. So the more that we can do across the ecosystem to show those great case studies, the better. So thank you for that. Uh, one of the questions I get asked a lot in my role uh, and the area of being a global organization is kind of who, which country is leading the way when it comes to the deployment of, um, of XR and VR and AR. Uh, as we're both based in the UK, maybe, and you're responsible for the UK, let's get a little bit specific about um, our little island. And, you know, what do you see is the current status of the UK for these technologies and, and how do you see the future for UK in this space? I think the UK is a very exciting place for for immersive. Um, if you look at if you look at some of the data that's come out, uh, this was uh, from the Immersive Economy report uh, that Immerse UK did back in 2019, and they found that the UK is currently Europe's largest market for VR and AR, and that over 500 immersive technology projects were identified worth over 220 million pounds. So really fantastically positive news. And given that, you know, we're, we're, when this report was released back in November 2019 and we're now, you know, in, in uh, the beginning of 2021, those numbers will have only increased by now. In addition to that, you've also got the, the support of organizations like Immerse UK, I just mentioned, also area that are supporting British immersive companies. And I think that's really important to mention in terms of bringing bringing the industry together, 
connecting industry to academia, promoting the, the usage and the understanding of the technology with case studies, with data, statistics to back it up. And even from an academic perspective, you have world-leading organizations in the UK. You have institutions like University College London, Leeds, uh, Bath, Manchester Metropolitan, all contributing to a greater understanding of immersive and, and how it can help uh, in a business context. In addition to that, I'd, I'd say as a final note, the, the UK is the fifth largest video games market in the world. And you may be wondering why I'm mentioning that, given uh, my my initial talk about VR and AR not being about only about gaming, but being about business applications as well. But there is a connection because the video games market supplies a lot of the talent that goes into building immersive applications. So regardless of whether these applications are for business purposes or not, um, that 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 ability to draw on such a a fantastically available and uh, and skilled group of people in the UK definitely helps. Fantastic. That's great. And again, just to reiterate, the area is a global organisation. We have members all around the world, including quite a few universities as well that, as you said, are bringing some really great insights and in the kind of next set of technologies and, and use cases as well. So that's great. So uh, penultimate question, Germany. Uh, what do you still what's still needed to help drive the successful deployment of immersive technology in the enterprise space? So if you think about the four main challenges to mainstream adoption of immersive, they are cost, content, education and experience. Now, cost is fairly self-explanatory. Uh, content also so. But to reiterate, we need there to be quality content out there. That's less of an issue for enterprises. Usually, they'll build a lot. They'll build their stuff bespoke, um, or they'll use a platform. Many of which are being created in the market now uh, to help them with with uh, common problems that are seen in different industries. From an education perspective, I think this is this is an area where there's definitely a lot of uh, uh, a lot of work still to be done, and this is also a motivation for me writing the book. Put in, put in other words, this book was about educating business leaders around the world on the value of, of immersive technology. And I still think that um, it, the, the, in the different industries out there and the different business leaders are gonna, they're going to need to, uh, to engage with a lot of stakeholders in immersive. They're gonna need to try out the technology firsthand um, to really understand what value it can bring to a business place, as well as looking at the theoretical side of things, the data, the statistics to help build that business case. But the thing that makes immersive VR and AR so much more different than other technologies like artificial intelligence and blockchain, for example, is that they are very experiential, visceral, um, or, or should I say, in the case of augmented reality, especially very front end technologies. In other words, they provide a layer to present information in an easy to consume way, in an intuitive to consume way, and they present they help present information at the right time as well. And that's incredibly important, but I think it's incredibly underestimated in the business world. So I'm hoping to see greater education and greater engagement from business leaders, and that's ultimately what will help drive 
the successful deployment of immersive technology. That's great. And I, I kind of summarise what you've just said, and I use these terms a lot. But the, the, the information is given to the workers when they need it in a contextual way, in a timely way, and in a way that it's easy to consume and then to do some action about it. So, so that's great. Totally agree with that. So then finally, Jamie, how can people get hold of your excellent book, Reality Check? You should be able to, wherever you are in the world, you should be able to grab it off, uh, off Amazon or a local bookseller. Uh, when, uh, when COVID-19 um, dissipates or, uh, or subsides more and we're allowed outside, at least here in the UK, you might even see it on a, on a bookshelf near you. But uh, for now, best to head to Amazon or your local bookseller. And if you want more details, you can check it, you can check it out at realitycheckxr.com. Brilliant. Jamie, as always, great to speak to you. Thank you very much for your insights. Good luck with the book, and I'm sure we'll be speaking again very soon. It was a real pleasure, Mark. I'll catch you soon. Bye-bye.